Hey, everybody. Welcome to Revolutionary Relationships, a podcast here to support you in your emotional, your relational, and your spiritual evolution. Yes. And if you don't know, we are your hosts, Kara and Caleb, and we are so glad that you are here. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Wake up. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> we always <laughs> I do start, that every time. We always start that way. It's like your entry into the podcast world. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've done a solo episode or joint solo. Joint so a, a co-solo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Without a guest. <laughs> what do we call this? <gasps> but we've had so many tremendous and great and well-spoken and articulate intelligent guests. guests that and we, we have just love. more coming i know it's pretty cool i feel like the people we have coming on upcoming are so good honestly just start a podcast if you want to have awesome conversations <laughs> with people to learn things it's so true it can be 100 selfishly motivated it's absolutely true i feel like every time i walk away i'm like oh i just had a therapy session or <laughs> i had like a huge insight moment or a breakthrough it's the greatest it really is oh i hurt my back in the gym <sighs> imagine that Honestly, I cannot have a crippled husband <laughs> as I welcome a newborn into this world. I didn't throw my back out. you can avoid that. That's the worst <laughs> pain ever. And I did that um, before, like as we were getting ready to move yeah, from Los Angeles. Yeah, it was 10 days before we moved from LA that to Nashville. That was a Nashville. hard season of life. There you was were, so much tension and chaos in my life because I was yeah. just holding on. You were holding on. And your body was really responding. Big time. Yeah, your body kept having, it kept manifesting in your body, which was pretty wild to watch. Oh. I mean, that's always the way, right? That, that's not what I did today or <laughs> yesterday. I just kind of like tweaked, tweaked a little it. muscle. But it's in the back. Anything in the back is excruciating because it like, yeah. you can't do anything without activating back muscles. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, we got to take care of that spine. And I have to fly today. Oh, no. So like right there, it hurts when I take a deep breath and I'm at the fly today. I'm upgrading to first class. <laughs> I need to be more comfortable. <laughs> oh no. my goodness. Kara's oh. favorite version of me is when I get crabby. Crabby Caleb. Crabby Caleb. I my friend like a Michelle, boy. My, my friend Michelle, when she first met you, or actually maybe the second time she met you, coined that phrase because we were in, um, we were in, I think Nashville and you were, no, we were in, uh, savannah we had gone on vacation oh, with yeah. them and you were just complete like caleb takes Ask on this savannah. persona where he's like complaining about things and just moody and it's <laughs> kind of like a five-year-old kid who's having like a pity party and it's actually very cute but if you don't know yeah. you, <laughs> you just- i just look like a spoiled brat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but michelle michelle coined it she was like this is crabby caleb and now crabby cakes crabby cakes yep oh, crabby cakes lovely now we know when crabby cakes <laughs> comes out but I'm more careful. I'd only do it around people that I feel comfortable with because obviously <laughs> it's not a good look. But We like when we can be fully safe with yeah. people and let all parts of ourselves out. But I'm excited to go to Springfield, That's Missouri. That's where you're going today? Springfield. Yeah. It's actually interesting because I am speaking at the school that my mom's husband, children went to. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah. I'm speaking there today. I have a lot of travel left. I and go that's to, not like a connect through him. It's just a random no, happenstance. Yeah, just, yeah, just random. Um, but I'm in Missouri today mm-hmm. and tomorrow. Come home. I go to Portland yeah. next week, which I'm so excited about. I talked about this recently on Instagram, but I have been working with a coach recently or for the past six months to really like just create all of my brand language 
um, develop a keynote, and then I fly out to Portland, and we're going to spend a few days filming this keynote and filming um, essentially my story because I am going to be start. I'm going to start putting myself out there um, and speaking inside and consulting and coaching inside of the corporate world, mm-hmm. and really just doing the work with corporate leaders and helping them uh, become more emotionally intelligent leaders. Which I'm so excited about. Yeah, it's Because huge. it's time, like it's time to grow. I knew that speaking in schools was never going to be long term, but it's been a beautiful season for me uh, over the last few years just to really develop my and hone in on my speaking skills, uh, develop relationships, learn what works for me, learn what doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, but now it's time to expand. Yeah, it's been really cool because you've what, been speaking for three years professionally? A little bit, yeah. I think more than that actually. More, and, and to watch kind of your messaging and your voice developed during that time and then now having this coach who's so good at, at narrowing in and saying he's so good here's how we communicate this message yes. i love people that are good at clarity of communication honestly like making this investment because it was a very big investment obviously but it saved me years yeah because I like trying yeah. to do this on my own. Like I, I've been trying to develop brand language and like what direction do I go mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And he comes in and just like, Caleb, this is the industry. I know the industry. This is how we're going to position you. Yeah. And he's, and it's beautiful because he's just like, you don't have to stay here. Yeah. Right. Let's do this. Let's, let's get some traction and then you can evolve and you can change things yeah. as you see fit. But, but this is where we're going to start. Mm. And so, I'm, I'm so biased, but in the coaching world, but I really do think that when you partner with the right coach, you have the ability to accelerate your life beyond, beyond yeah. the years of work that you would put in yeah. on your own. And I feel like that's what's happened with you and him. Yeah. What I love about it too, is I, I haven't been ready for this leap. Mm. Like I've been getting ready slowly in my heart space to take on the inevitable vulnerability mm. and uncertainty that's going to come with once again, transitioning. Yeah. Right. And so I just haven't been ready as much as I've wanted to make more money in the speaking industry, because this is why I'm doing it Mm. is I want to I want to go from speaking 75 times a year, which (laughs) I'm doing now too many to speaking 25 times a year. Right. And that's the goal over the next few months or next few couple of years, but also in the process, tripling my income. Mm -hmm. I also think that you have become much more clear about who your message is for. And while you love high school students and you feel like you have something to say to them, I think that you speak a profound message to people who are in a already in a place of quote success in life, but are still wrestling with uh, what it looks to really feel that success. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, for sure. But I, and thank you for saying that, you know, but I haven't been ready to make this leap. And it's interesting because when I started this work, it wasn't soon after I remember looking at you and saying like, care, I don't feel like I'm surviving anymore. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm in this survival pattern, this survival energy. Yeah. Like, I feel safe in my body and I feel safe in my life. Yeah. And it, it's not a coincidence that I start really putting myself out there and take mm-hmm. this exponential leap in my life um, that's going to hopefully or inevitably, because there's no ends, ifs, or buts, going to change the trajectory of my life. It's going to open up so many more opportunities. But it couldn't happen until I felt safe in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and that was really big. So it's really cool to see that, um, to see that kind of happen mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Why are you laughing? No, I'm just smiling at the timing of it all. It makes yeah. me like so. <laughs> I think that's like the biggest thing that you and I consistently come back to is 
uh, our friend Allie Fallon says this all the time, but she says these things take as much time she as they take. She said those take. in her vows. Say yeah. that again. I just cut you off. She says these things take as much time as they take. And looking back, it's like all of the stress, all of the worry, mm-hmm. all of the frantic energy that I wasted mm-hmm. in my life trying to accelerate my life, trying to figure my life out, trying to, you know, get beyond where I'm at now. Yeah. Like I look back and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it all happened. It all like it all happened. And it just took as much time as it needed to take. Yeah. And I didn't have to spend all of that time. Yeah. And that endless in energy mm-hmm. trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and now that I know that like I can look at that in hindsight now and I take that perspective into my life now even now like I like we dream and we're talking about where we're going in life and what our life is going to look like in a year and two years from now we're building mm-hmm. vision but it's not like building vision and then trying to, to make anxiously it run after mm-hmm. it and trying to make it happen because I yeah. know it's coming and it's going to take as much time as it's going to take. Yeah. I think that statement when she says it and when I use it now, I think there's there's this uh, deep relief that comes with it. Mm. It also can be yeah. really aggravating to Very. people because um, it is frustrating. <laughs> but that frustration. <laughs> yeah. It, that you're at the mercy of time. Um, but it is, it is really powerful. Yesterday I was, uh, I, I pulled out that journal that I wrote before I met you, Caleb. And I, <clears throat> I think I've shared this on the podcast, but I wrote a, a journal eight months before I met Caleb a, and it was a letter to my future person. And I had never done that before, but I sat down at a, out, at a wine bar and ordered a Chardonnay, which happened to be across the street from your house yeah. at the time, which we, good old Santa Monica, yeah, which we didn't know. But I wrote this letter kind of just tapping intuitively into what I felt um, was coming in my life. And I really, at that time, had wanted to not be single for about 10 years. <laughs> I was like so mad about being single. But I intuitively sat down and just kind of wrote this letter. And I felt like you were near. I could feel the nearness of a, of a, a partnership coming. And I wrote to you, <clears throat> I wrote to my person, this like seven page letter and looking back, it's so wild what I was able to tap into intuitively, what I was able to name and know beforehand. Um, but I think reading it yesterday, I was getting so emotional thinking like, Oh, I spent 10 years of anxiety longing, like 10 years of wanting and deeply crying out to God and begging and praying and wishing and hoping and trying to make it happen, like trying to make a partnership happen. And then you came at exactly the right time. <laughs> and we joke that one minute before would not have worked, right? And and I think now that that part of my story is such a comfort to, to even going forward to recognizing all these things that we're longing for and wanting to build and dream about and the life that we're trying to create. I can find myself literally getting swallowed in the anxiety around it. Like, oh, what do we need to do to get us there faster? But if I can come back to this, takes as much time as it takes and I get to allow and and partner like I'm partnering in in action with the universe of of moving my life forward but if I can just allow the timing to to move as it wants to it's it's just a much more enjoyable practice yes awareness takes intentionality and it takes practice. practice and really I think what I hear you saying is like when we have longings in our life and where we want to go in life like we're all there we here we are sitting here today 
But whoever, like wherever you are listening to this, you probably have longings, you have dreams, you have desires for your life to look a certain way. Yeah. Right. And how we navigate this in-between space determines so much. It can keep us in repetitive cycles that just make us go around the same mountain over and over and over again. Yeah. Or we can navigate it in a way this in-between space and the discomfort that inevitably comes with it. Mm -hmm. We can navigate it. We can navigate it with intentionality, with awareness. Mm. Um, And it changes the overall experience of life. And I think what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how we navigate that in-between space Mm. in life well. Yeah. Like how we can do it well based on our own personal experiences. Uh, We're clearly still learning at this, but my God, God, I I know I'm speaking for myself. I have come such a long ways. Like, yeah. If you knew me just a few short years ago, the anxious energy and the anxious attachment that I had to life, the incessant need that I had, and trying to figure out my life, mm. trying to make my life happen, trying to find my thing, trying, trying, trying. Uh-huh. It was fucking exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was exhausting. so exhausting. I'm telling you, my overall life experience is completely changed. And the satisfaction that I find, the fulfillment that I find, the happiness that I find in my life now yeah. is remarkable. And when I look back, I'm like, well, shit, this has been with me this entire time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm aware of it. And now I know how to tap into it and taste it. And so what we're going to do is we are going to talk about how to lean into the discomfort that is inevitably the prerequisite for growth and to access the longings, right? Uh, We're going to talk about how to do that well. But before we do that, I just want to give a shout out um, to this week's sponsor hey <laughs> it is uh the same sponsor that we had last week and it is calibrate 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 i like that name calibrate <laughs> so i just want to say uh thank you to calibrate um and i like it it's you know if you've ever found yourself uh trying to make a traditional diet work in your life but it's just not working it's because you can't fight your biology with willpower but calibrate is different calibrate is a comprehensive doctor guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes calibrate works because they combine prescribed fda approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health it's a fully integrated program that includes classes one-on-one video coaching solid and Mm -hmm. in-app tracking and community with members just like you. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs, so it's easy to fit Calibrate into your busy schedule. Check in with the app as often or as little as you like, and all of the goals you set are personalized and tracked by doctors and coaches. In other words, you've got a team. Mm. So your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off of your one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v use the promo code believe at joincalibrate.com that's fifty dollars off when you use the code believe at joincalibrate.com and i will have all of this in the description to this podcast all right <laughs> so honey I love it thank you how sponsors. do you <clears throat> lean into discomfort well how do you take <laughs> the longing that you have in your heart yeah. and stand 
and stay anchored mm. and while in that in-between space. Yeah, I think it's good to even name maybe the season of discomfort that I'm in uh, mm. to, to give some context to this. So, um, I mean, you know this, Caleb. I've, I've been kind of quieter on Instagram, actually. I've felt quite insular in this pregnancy. Um, I haven't been as like outspoken and talking about my process. Um, and I think part of that is, has been my own personal journey of pregnancy. It's turned me inward. I've I've been on this journey of really coming back to my, to my center, to my, (laughs) I'm going to get woo woo here to my womb space. space. (laughs) And, and I think that for me, um, all of my life I have, uh, perceived, my ability to be productive as a huge part of my identity, right? My ability to produce. And I have been self-supporting and making my own income since I was 16. And I felt a lot of pride in that. So 20 years really of self-support, of financially being productive, right? Of actually creating and generating income and, and creating and generating external things. Like if we look at my life, I've done so many jobs and things and I've tried so many different, um, or I've had so many different experiences and what pregnancy has done, it has been a wild disruption to that, a wild disruption, uh, in my ability to be outwardly productive. And actually I was thinking about like, um, that just even this conversation of, of what it looks like to, to go through the discomfort. Well, I think it's a interesting thing that we can explore this, um, these ideas of masculine and feminine energy because masculine is very much the, I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to plow my way forward. And feminine says, I'm going to invite, I'm going to allow, I'm going to, uh, relax and respond. Right. So even if we think about this concept of leaning into this discomfort, I actually think it's quite feminine by nature. It's quite inviting, right? It says, Oh, life is a little squirmy right now. And how do I allow? So for me, um, this whole season has been one of kind of leaning into the discomfort, um, the transitions that are coming with imagining a new life, entering our family and imagining, this baby kind of uh, like taking over our our emotional world and and being such a huge part of our taking over being part of yeah I know what you're saying taking yeah. over in the sense that like yeah we're gonna be so consumed with love and affection for this for new sure. life that <clears throat> it will be consuming and looking looking at my life I I think I told you like two months ago I was like I feel like I'm dying yeah I feel like there's pieces of me that are dying and it's a very weird contrast because on one hand. There is intense celebration. Like I could not be more excited yeah, about for sure. this baby. And then on the other end of that coin, there's this deep grief of all these ways that I've known myself, all these ways of how I've shown up in the world, all of my sense of uh, capability and productivity is being thrown out the window. Yeah. And so I've had to literally sit inside the middle of that, in the middle of this disruption and ask the question like, what's available here? What's possible here? Um, and so I say all that to say, I think I'm kind of in the middle of allowing the, the disruption and yeah. allowing this discomfort to happen. Um, and I think for me, one practical, huge way of, of being in it is um, 
I mean, it's so simple, but acknowledging the cues of my body, mm. like what's actually physically going on in my body. Um, and bringing myself back to this place of, am I, am I present? Am I here? Am I, am I feeling safe in my body? We, our, our episode with Sarah, we talked a lot about safety in the body. And so I think that's one practical way that I've been attempting to sit inside of the discomfort is how do I, how do I create physical safety in my body so that emotionally I can sit here and be in the discomfort? What is that? Can you explain that a little bit more? <laughs> Physical safety in your body? Because mm-hmm. I know somebody's listening to this and like, what yeah. the hell does that even mean? It sounds good, but. Yeah, I think for me, um, it looks like grounding practices. Yes. Doing things that are um, allowing me to actually fully be in my body here and today. Yeah. Because I think what happens with discomfort, and we can both probably speak to this is that our mind takes us out into the future. Yes. Right? So and I think, hear me, don't mean to cut you off. When you say like be in my body, what mm-hmm. you're really saying too is like being present. Being present. In my life now. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is wildly challenging yeah. whenever we are in the in-between and in this land of discomfort and unfamiliarity. Mm-hmm. But I, I do speak to it in a, a body way yeah. because we are physical yes. embodied creatures. Yes. And so we have to have the experience of, Literally, I, like I, my hand is on my heart right now. Like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. I'm right here. My body's right here. I'm safe in this moment. Um, and kind of bringing ourselves in the present back to our bodies. Yes. Because our minds want to take us a thousand steps ahead. Absolutely. My mind wants to play the game of, oh my gosh, what if I can't work next yeah. year? And what if I'm not productive? And what if my coaching business falls apart? And what if uh, all I want to do is lay in bed with this baby all the time? And then what happens, yes. right? So the mind is is immediately in the discomfort, trying to sort out the future. But what the work for me has been is how can I come back to this moment? How can I put my hand on my heart and say that I'm here? How can I do something grounding like yoga or like breathing or something that will actually allow me to physically experience the now moment? Yes. So that I can move from that place as opposed to the spinning mind. Yes. That's powerful. Um, The work that I do with uh, uh, corporate leaders Um, I often talk about how like if you are a a leader and you are leading teams, you know, and you have a project that's off the ground and that and that project starts to kind of spiral out of control. What do you do as a leader? You call a team meeting. You bring Mm. the team together. You sort that shit out. You adapt where you need to adapt. And then you hit the ground running again. Right. And I think it's what you're saying there is, you know, what I tell leaders and what I help them do is how to take a personal meeting with themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they feel like, okay, my mind is in a million different places. I am constantly future focused, trying to um, figure out how I survive today and constantly figuring out where I'm going and um, trying to predict the the setbacks that are inevitably going to happen, whatever it might be. And when we live in that space, we live outside of ourselves, right? Like we're not actually present. We're not engaged with our life. And there is an onslaught of mental health and emotional wellness challenges that happen as a result of not being present. Mm -hmm. And so what I hear you saying is really just taking a meeting um, with yourself, whether Mm -hmm. that's yoga, whether that's, um, you know, a grounding practice, pulling cards, breathing, anything like that. I know for me, something that I do, um, it has helped me so much because learning how to be more present is had profound implications on my life mm-hmm. in the best ways. 
Um, and I'll, and I'll just be sitting or I'll be driving and sometimes I'll drop into the present and I'm like, Oh, here I am. Not even, yeah. Like here <laughs> I am. But when I drop into the present, I realize how long I've been going without being present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, Oh wow. Like this is the first time. Like sometimes I'll be in the shower at night and I'll have this moment where I'm like so connected to the present. I feel that mm. I've never been able like before when you haven't lived in the present, living in the present feels foreign. Yeah. So there's, it takes time to practice what feeling living in the present actually feels like. Right. Yep. But sometimes I'll, I'll in the shower, I'll be like, holy shit, I've gone all day without being present. Uh-huh. Right. And so my mm-hmm. first thing that I try to do once I wake up is intentionally connect to the present. And so what I do is I'll, I'll add this in the description to the podcast, but I use an app called insight timer Yeah. and inside of insight timer, there's thousands of meditations and you can find ones that work for you. But ones that I have been using for a couple of years now, as I've known that working towards living more present is crucial, especially when it comes to navigating the in-between mm. because Kara is just like you said it, when we're in the in-between, we're constantly fixated on where we're going or maybe what we did wrong in the past, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. the key is connecting to the present. And so what I do is I use Tara Brock, um, B-R-A-C-H, uh, an incredible author, gifted speaker, great teacher, highly recommend her. Mm-hmm. She has a few meditations. She has a lot of meditations, but she has a few um, that are solely, uh, solely about connecting to the present Mm. 10 to 12 minutes, Mm -hmm. 10, 12, 13 minutes. She has some longer ones, but almost every morning I get up, I grab my coffee, I sit on the couch and I put that meditation in and all it is, is just connecting to your breath and learning how to be present. And the beautiful thing is, is, and I, early on, I would see my thoughts wandering, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would try to connect to my present and then I would start going through my to-do list for the day. Mm -hmm. And then I would suddenly remember shit. Like, I got to go back to the present. And I used to beat myself up for that because I thought I wasn't doing it right. Mm. I thought I wasn't doing it well, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I suck at it because, obviously, my natural nature is to turn everything into a performance and judge myself accordingly. But I realized that what we're doing when we're trying to connect to the present and then we drift off in thoughts and then we remember, Mm -hmm. we remember shit, come back to the present. Mm -hmm. We are strengthening that that muscle. muscle. Absolutely. Yeah. So the act of remembering and coming back home Mm -hmm. is the work. Yeah. So you don't beat yourself up for drifting off in la la land and then come, you just, you, you remember and then you say, yes, I am strengthening that muscle. Yeah. And then I can tell a difference if I haven't done it for a few weeks and I try to do it. It's that muscle is a little weak, but if I'm consistent with it, I can stay connected to my breath and I can remember quick, more quickly yeah. when I do drift off. Yeah, I think, um, no, that's so spot on. And I think it's really good to identify for people. When we are not living in the present, <clears throat> you said this, we're, we're living in either the past or the future. Yeah. And a lot of times they play off of each other. And this idea that, you know, the, the self-protective parts of our past want to tell us how the future might go or might want to protect us from uh, the past hurts that we've felt. So so we play this game of analyzing our past, understanding our past, and then trying to project it into the yeah. future. But when we pull ourselves back to this place of remembering, back to the center, when we come back home to ourselves, we really drop into um, that energy of being able to create from the present place as opposed to from a past story yeah. or a yeah. future fear. So it's really powerful because we actually... Um, can create from new energy as opposed to from these past stories or these these future fears. Also, shameless plug, 
I have a deck of cards called oh, yeah. <laughs> the embodiment deck. Um, we can link it below too, but um, they're literally these, these cards that are, uh, are there to empower you to drop into the moment yeah. for a, th- a quick three minutes. Especially if this practice mm-hmm. of trying to connect to the present, connecting to the body, if you're in the self-help space at all, if you're on Instagram following different accounts and memes, you know it's important. But when you actually ask, what does it look like to get started? Mm-hmm. That can be debilitating. That can be overwhelming. Yeah. Right? Because it is uncomfortable to sit in the present. This is still for two minutes when you are constantly programmed to go, 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 go. Yeah. And you're part of your, or if not full, your identity is wrapped around that. Like yeah. it is so uncomfortable. To or sit there's the story that it's not productive, which was my 100%. story forever. But I say that because your cards, they really are. Because I remember when I was kind of helping design the uh the design them or whatever i had to read through them mm-hmm. um and i was just like damn this is really good even yeah, as yeah. i was reading through them i was like well shit like yeah. this is powerful yeah because it what it does is it just it's a card that you can pull for the entire day mm-hmm. right and then a great way to use this is to put five six seven timers on your phone mm-hmm. you know depending on what your work day looks like and these timers have them schedule off to go off periodically throughout the day. Yeah. And whenever a timer goes off periodically throughout the day, you take stop what pause. you're doing. You take that card. You read that card. You have a simple moment with that card. And all you're doing is you are training yourself and teaching yourself how to be more present. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is really good. So <laughs> so we just kind of talked about grounding, right? This idea of really getting grounded. Yeah. Of getting and I think, into the present. And I think there is a level of like self-awareness that has to be deployed in your life to make this possible. Like Mm -hmm. when we live in survival mode for so long, Mm -hmm. we don't even know we're living in survival mode, right? We don't even know that we're not connected to the present when we have been so future focused and oriented for so many years of our life, because that's where we tell ourselves we do our best work and that's where productivity is. And we pride ourselves on hustling and running so hard, Mm -hmm. whatever the story might be there. There is a level of awareness that's needed to begin to recognize shit. I haven't been, present or Mm. grounded all day Mm -hmm. right and so um i would encourage you also to begin practicing self-awareness and again doing the timers Mm -hmm. is such a great tool Mm -hmm. just setting those timers periodically throughout the day and as they go off connect to the present and what you're doing there is you're also building your self-awareness muscles yeah to become more aware of just how often you're not living in the present yeah that's really good What's another way we can practice being inside of the discomfort, doing yeah. it well? This one was big for me, and I picked this up, and you mentioned it um, earlier, but the podcast that we did with Sarah Baldwin, um, I met Sarah shortly after I moved out to Los Angeles, and her work has uh, just grown exponentially, rightfully so. Tremendous, tremendous coach, teacher, therapist. Um, and she's all about teaching you on how to befriend your autonomic nervous system. And this is the holy grail, I feel like. Uh, When I personally look back at my life, Mm. right? When I personally look back at my life since I started this journey over a decade ago, this healing journey over a decade ago, I've practiced so many different modalities. There have been so many different seasons that I've been engaged with um, and that I've been through. But when I look at it now, standing where I'm at now, I'm like, holy shit, at the core level, everything that has been happening, right? Because I would go through these seasons of really running as hard as I can, as fast as I can, trying to, you know, create the life that I deep down know was possible in my heart. Mm. 
but then I would continue to wake up and the life I had was not the life that I wanted. And then the despair and the frustration mm-hmm. would set in, mm-hmm. right? And then I would shut down and I would disconnect and I would just disappear for sometimes weeks, sometimes months. And then I would slowly work my way back out of it. Yeah. Right. And then I would start running again and then I would shut down, run again, shut down. And what was happening all throughout these seasons, um, I was really in the process of all of this, learning how to regulate a Mm -hmm. very dysregulated nervous system, right? Regulate a very dysregulated regulated nervous system. And it's come to this moment now of doing so much of this work that I said it earlier, I don't feel like I'm in survival anymore. Mm -hmm. And I say all of that because something that Sarah talks about and something that I've learned um, not too long ago and I've been practicing, you know, this is big, um, is taking tolerable steps, Mm -hmm. taking tolerable steps in this land of uncertainty in this in-between space. What does a tolerable step mean? So this means something different for anyone, for everyone. Um, but I think sometimes when we know that there is going, that we need to change something in our life that we want to grow, our natural inclination is to set very high standards and say, mm. you know what, I'm going to set my alarm clock an hour earlier. I'm going to meditate in the morning. I'm going to meditate before I go to bed. I'm going to set my intentions every single morning. I want to have affirmations that I speak during lunch. We add all of these different to-dos, um, to do's, right? And so what happens is we overwhelm our system mm-hmm. and we miss it. And then we find ourselves in this cycle of self-criticism and hatred, Mm -hmm. and then we just give up on ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because we didn't take a tolerable step. We actually took an overwhelming step. Yeah, we made an uncompletable to-do list. An uncompletable to-do list. And we do that for failure. And we do that on purpose, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's Mm self-protection, right? And then, so that is an idea of a tolerable, so I'm just going to practice one thing, integrate one thing into my morning schedule, and that's it, Yeah. right? And I'm going to make this the new, familiarity the new comfort Uh, i'm gonna get comfortable doing this new thing Mm -hmm. but a tolerable step is also just like learning how to maybe lean into uncomfortable emotions in stages Mm -hmm. like i think we hear all the time like you got to feel your emotions you got to feel your emotions you know you got to feel it all that's great but feeling and it's true i'm the one that says that all the time but i've also learned that trying to feel it all at one time is debilitating my system's not capable of doing that Mm -hmm. right and so what Mm -hmm. do i do when i'm feeling fear Mm -hmm. i slow down and i slowly lean into my fear i get curious around it i ask what it's all about you know what's that connected to Mm -hmm. is it true is it really true yeah you know what if that is worst case scenario playing the worst case scenario out so what i'm doing is i'm just actively kind of moving into that fear but doing it in a way that's tolerable Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, I love working with women on, uh, in the space of beating themselves up, right? Like uh, so often as women, we, we think that by beating ourselves up or being unkind to ourselves, we're going to move ourselves forward. And what I see a lot of times is that if the pattern has been to beat myself up, then my response to that is I'm going to be so, I'm going to learn how to be so nice to myself. I'm going to learn how to love myself, right? We want a pendulum swing from the self-hatred to the self-love. And I think what you're, you're identifying is that, uh, it, it's actually not, uh, 
possible for most people to do that pendulum swing. It's actually really important that we take these tiny little micro steps that feel safe enough. Because if we imagine that our pattern of beating ourselves up has been self-protection, it's what it is. If we get to the root of it, when we're unkind to ourselves, there's, there's a way that we're protecting ourselves. So if we imagine that it is 100% self-protective, if we just try to swing the other way, it's going to feel wildly unsafe to ourselves to be like, I'm going to operate in self-love. And so we do these little micro steps. We do these little things that can allow us to kind of step towards the line of, of befriending ourselves and being kind to ourselves. Um, and one thing you say, Caleb, all the time is we have to imagine that there's another way, right? And so I feel like that can be a first tolerable step is even the, yeah. is there another way? Yeah. Is there another way that I could think about this? Is there another way I could approach this? And what we're doing there is we're 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 changing the consciousness that we're operating at, right? Mm-hmm. We're changing the way that we're, we're approaching the situ- situation by asking, is there another way instead of beating myself up, instead of being mean to myself in this situation, is there a way... A small way, yeah. a micro way that today I could practice being a little kind to myself. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we identify that, that these little micro steps, we can't climb a mountain in a day. No. <laughs> we need to just take a little step at yeah. a time. And then also in the, there's, uh, I think something that goes hand in hand with this is self-compassion. Absolutely. Right. Taking that step and giving up like the expectations that you're having on yourself in this season, like especially if you've been a performance-driven, goal-oriented, future-focused person that has built an identity on doing, like it's ch- like you're going to put so much pressure on yourself mm. and you're going to have such high expectations. Or it will be the temptation. Or there will be the temptation to put pressure on yourself and such holding yourself to such high standards and having high expectations of how fast you're going to get out of this place and, and mm. move your life forward. It, mm-hmm. Like changing your life isn't a matter of mindset and determination. Mm-hmm. It's our we're working with our biology. Like our biology shapes our life, not our mindset. Mm-hmm. And so you trying to be so determined and placing such a high emphasis on the standards that you're gonna hold yourself to, mm-hmm. right? And the expectations that you're gonna expect from yourself. Mm-hmm. It's actually not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a different word there, but it doesn't actually work like that. Yeah. Right. How it works is essentially as you're in the process of moving your life forward, mm-hmm. tolerable steps looks like honoring and acknowledging the uncomfortable emotions, the anger, the despair, the frustration mm-hmm. that is surfacing. I wrote it on Instagram. Um, I had so many people respond to it because I think people resonated with it, but it's not the endless striving that gets you to where you want to be. It's honoring intolerable steps, the frustration and the despair that surfaces in your life Mm -hmm. as you continue to wake up in a life that you don't have, Mm -hmm. that you want but you don't have, despite all of the striving Mm -hmm. that gets you to where you want to be. Yeah. Right? And so the the, the tolerable steps is like, okay, yeah, hustle, Mm -hmm. run, try to make your life happen. But then when you continue to wake up and the life you have is not the life you want, mm-hmm. the frustration and the despair that comes, honor it. 
Which ultimately is the practice of being, being present. present. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. So we honor it. Yeah. What do we do? We do grounding practices. Uh-huh. But again, just to identify the tolerable step is is the small thing in the here yeah. and now. Whereas yep. if I make my to-do list of all the meditations Absolutely. I'm going to do, all of the practices that I'm going to do, all of the self-work that I'm going to do, that's future. Yes. If I can say right now today, I'm going to extend a little bit of tenderness towards myself and a little bit of gentleness to this area that previously I would have judged. It's a present action yeah. tolerable step. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And I think the, the, the last thing I want to talk about um, is like what we're really talking about here. And again, if you haven't listened to the episode with Sarah Baldwin, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, go back to it. Um, because when you can look at your life, your personal life, your work life, your relationships, all through the lens of your autonomic nervous system, it mm. changes the game. <laughs> it's so helpful. It's so, so helpful. Yeah. Because what's happening here is before we can actually step into the new, we have to feel safe enough to step into the new. Mm-hmm. Because what inevitably happens is when we are, when we feel this longing in our heart that we want our life to change and to look a certain way, and we find ourselves in this in between space, the life we want is not the life we have, whatever that might look like for you, right? That is uncertain there's a lot of uncertainty there there's a lot of unfamiliar unfamiliarity there Mm -hmm. and therefore there's a lot of vulnerability there right and that's why we feel so out of control and that's why we feel so scared and we're feeling all these uncomfortable emotions because our nervous system is coming online and trying to protect us from the perceived threats Mm -hmm. right that are stored in your body from past experiences Mm -hmm that are might that might happen in the future. Yeah. So your system is actually working for you and creating chaos to shut you down to protect you. Which is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. I love I want to pause there and recognize this is so important to note that your self, your beautiful self is always protecting you. Every single action of your body is to keep you alive and keep you safe. Everything that you do. So when we feel stuck or feel frustrated with self for not moving self forward, what we can start to be really self-compassionate around is some part of me is protecting because some part of me believes that if I step into this newness, there's a scary villain there that might harm me. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I hopefully, am I I making sense Mm -hmm. for you to step into the new, for you to manifest Whatever it is that you want, that dream job, that relationship, that new level of pay, whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. like that growth doesn't happen without you embracing some measure of vulnerability, unfamiliarity, some sort of, um, I would just leave it there, vulnerability, Uh right? Vulnerability is scary. Your system is designed to protect you from vulnerability because the last time you were vulnerable, maybe when you were five, six, seven years old, you were deeply wounded. You were betrayed. You were ignored. You were hurt. Mm -hmm. You were shamed. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're trying to protect ourselves from vulnerability. So what has to happen for our system to say, yes, this is for you mm-hmm. is we have to teach our system that we are safe. Mm-hmm. We have to teach our system that we are safe. So what we do and kind of what we've been talking about while we are in this in-between space, our main and sole job is to teach our system that we are safe. We are, we are doing the work to continue to stretch our nervous system, stretch our autonomic responses from being triggered, Mm -hmm. right? When we are mobilizing energy 
and we are what if you listen to Sarah's podcast and we are in that sympathetic part of our nervous system, we mobilize energy and we are in that place where we are frantically trying to figure our life out. We're feeling anxious. We're feeling worried. We're feeling stress and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Our job in that moment is to anchor ourselves right by what you say, connecting to the present and teaching our system that we are safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So the whole job of this in between, the prerequisite for you to step into the new place that is right now scary and unfamiliar is teaching your system that you are safe. Yeah. I think we need to unpack what that means. What well, does it mean? It means, but this is exactly what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it means that I am learning. Okay. If I look at my life as the six year old boy inside of me, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> You're just on a roll. I can stop. No, keep going. This is good. If I look at my life like there is a six-year-old boy inside of me that his sole job is to protect me from the pain that I experienced as a young boy, mm-hmm. right? His sole job is. Mm-hmm. So anytime I that little boy feels vulnerable, exposed, mm-hmm. right? He's going to start throwing a temper tantrum and start controlling my life to make sure that I can survive mm-hmm. the fear or the uncertainty or the vulnerability that inevitably it takes yeah. to cross over the threshold into a new life. Yeah. So my job is every time I feel activated, yeah. every time I feel scared, frustrated, worry, anxious, despair, mm-hmm. my job in that moment is to ground myself, mm-hmm. deploy self-awareness, ground myself, just like we've been talking about, tolerable steps, Yeah. practice self-compassion, Yeah. because what I'm doing is in that moment, I am showing that six-year-old boy inside of me, hey, I know you were deeply wounded. Mm-hmm. But where we're going right now is actually healthy for us and it's good for us. There's uncertainty there, but we're okay. I've learned tools. I've learned skills to maneuver and navigate this life. So what I'm doing is I'm telling that six-year-old boy inside of me that, hey, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm safe. Yeah. Right? And then what happens is our nervous system creates a new home that's anchored in safety. And when we Mm -hmm. feel safe, we can actually step into Mm -hmm. the new. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a huge part of the of the creating the safety too is recognizing that the, that all parts of us are here at all times. Like seven year old Kara is here, thirteen year old Kara is here. So all these stories are coming with me into this moment. <clears throat> and so part of the safety for me has been one acknowledging that, making the, those parts of myself feel safe, yeah. which you just identified, and also really um, allowing for me part of my creating safety in in my own body has been allowing for all of the emotion that wants to come with that because for me my whole my whole journey of life was feel certain emotions and then don't feel certain emotions and so um part of the safety for me is has been to welcome all of those parts oh Mm -hmm. sadness you're here Mm -hmm. interesting what do you want to communicate oh anger you're here what do you want to communicate in the present moment and really allowing space for the full expanse of emotion to be felt because if we imagine if you imagine like your safest person, your safest best friend or your safest partner, I would imagine for you that they are partly safe because they allow you to be fully you. Right. And so right. when I come, you know, when I come to Caleb with frustration and anger and all of my emotion, he doesn't turn it away or try to shut it down. He says, this is welcome here. Let's let's welcome it and, and talk about it and, and feel it. And so even with ourselves, I think part of creating that safety is really welcoming all of the parts of self that are here, that, that are wanting to communicate, the parts of ourselves that are scared, the parts of ourselves that are afraid and, and sad and angry. And then another piece for me of creating safety has been um, 
you know, as we, as we look at these like childhood stories that come up that want to protect us, generally, if we follow them all the way to the, to the end there, we're just afraid of dying, right? We're just afraid of some kind of death, (laughs) some kind of non-existence or death. And so, um, if we can, if we can recognize, oh, this part of me is so scared. This part of me is so afraid of, of what might happen. Then one just really simple way for me that I've been practicing to remind myself that I'm safe is to put my hand on my heart and be like, I'm here. I'm here to, to remind myself that I'm actually in this moment and I'm okay in this moment. Um, because all of those fears that are self-protective parts anticipate are about the future. So again, bringing ourselves back to this, I'm safe. I'm here. I'm, I'm physically here and it's, it's okay. It can be a huge way to create some safety in the body. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, the whole arching umbrella of all of this is teaching ourselves that we're safe Yeah. to step into the new place that we desire and that we long for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And we talked about exactly how to do that. Yeah. Really the grounding practices, Yeah. right? The self-awareness, the tools that we can begin to do that. This is how we intentionally navigate the in-between space. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you if you're in a <laughs> uncomfortable place, these places of uncomfort and or discomfort and uncomfortability are so opportunistic. There's, there's so much opportunity there because it is the ground to retrain our autonomic nervous system to create safety. So if there is a space that you're feeling discomfort or longing or, um, unmet expectations, the, the goal really is to lean into that space further. Yeah. This is how we expand. This is how we expand our lives. And this is how we really invite in and welcome everything that is for us. Mm-hmm. Because right now, all the big things that we want in life right now, until we have the capacity to hold them, yeah, right, they're the very things that will fracture us. Yeah. And so... There you have it, folks. Uh, hope and trust you got something out of it. We got on here with the intention of recording a 20-minute podcast. We're long-winded. Um, but here we are, 50 minutes. But I, I do hope and trust you got something from this if you are still listening. Um, and if at any point you thought of somebody while we were speaking, um, please, please, please share this podcast Send it over. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we are so de- deeply thankful for all of our listeners. And um, if if this was helpful or beneficial for you, it is super helpful for us if you would leave a review. Yeah, leave a review on the podcast app, rate and review. We're grateful Thank you, for you so much, and we will be back next week.